Hello friends, welcome to our third fireside chat. I hope that you have found a comfortable place to worship this morning with us. Maybe you have a brunch planned for after or right now. Charlie and I actually tried to introduce brunch to our boys and they liked the food, but then at the end of the day, they were like, wait, this brunch thing, how is it good? We have been cheated out of one of our meals. Classic boys. Although some of you have really loved having church in your PJs and I personally have loved having worship with my entire family next to me, I'm ready. I feel ready. I, I'm wanting us to get back together. And there are some in our communities who are going to be in their own places of worship today. But I want you to know we are going to continue to keep our campus closed for the next several weeks. We are making plans for return in some fashion to in-person worship and programming, but we don't have a date yet. I wanna strongly encourage those of you though who are over the age of 65 or have a pre-existing condition to use the utmost caution when it comes to any type of in-person gatherings. Until then, I hope you will stay connected to this faith family and please, please be sure to reach out to us if you are in any need, whether physical, emotional, or financial. We are here for you. Today, we are going to talk about a topic that has been literally top of mind for all of us, health. When you think of health, what words or images come to mind for you? When I think of health, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the food pyramid. And at the bottom, the one that has come out in 2020, it is filled with water, fruits, and vegetables. And I think, oh my gosh, I am not healthy enough because I do not drink enough water. When I think of health, I think of a plate of food like my grandmother always made us. And she said we should always have, where it should have at least four colors on the plate. And that meant a healthy plate of food. Maybe some of you think of a hospital or a doctor's office. One of my kids said that he thought of a hospital bed when he thought of health. I wonder if any of you have, have thought these things recently or said them out loud. I hope that my father, who is in assisted living, I hope he stays healthy. I hope my friend, I hope her health improves or I hope I can stay healthy. You see, I think when most of us think about the topic health, we think in terms of our physical health. But we all know that our physical health does not define how well or healthy we are. You see, I'm healthy physically. I don't have the virus, I haven't had a cold, but my mental health the past two months has really been challenged. And I know for some of you, you've gotten furloughed or you are just waiting for your job to be eliminated. And so you are worried about your financial health. And all of us have had a shift in our emotional health with so much unknown about the future. Our text today from the Gospel of John offers to us a picture of health that is much bigger than any one of those individual parts. Full health, full wellness means living into the abundant life that God has for each of us. In the scripture that Bill Alloway just read, Jesus uses this analogy where he is the gate and the shepherd and we are the sheep. 
all throughout the Gospels, Jesus uses this analogy for humans. When he comes up on a hillside and he sees a huge crowd of people, he says that he has compassion on them, for they are like sheep without a shepherd. And then later he tells a parable about one sheep that gets lost and how he goes to seek that sheep and leaves the 99. You see, in first century Palestine and Israel, sheep were a common animal to the landscape. This was an analogy that the people listening to, they should have gotten it. And yet, verse 6 tells us, the people did not understand what Jesus was saying to them. And so Jesus explains it pretty clearly. He says, I am the gate. All who enter by me will be saved. And they will come in and they will go out and they will find pasture. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. But I wonder, do we get it? Are we as confused as those first century listeners? Because I have heard so many times that sheep are a dumb animal. I have heard that maybe the reason Jesus uses this analogy is because he remembers how bad we are at remembering things and that we don't know who we're supposed to follow. I don't think that Jesus would ever refer to his children in a hurtful way. If you have heard or read this, know this. Sheep are not dumb. In fact, science tells us that there are several things that make sheep truly remarkable. Did you know that they have incredible memories? They can recognize more than 50 individual faces for more than two years, and that's better than I do a lot. They also like to band together for safety, making them extremely loyal animals to each other and to their shepherd. And you know what? Sheep are playful. But friends, I don't think that Jesus uses this analogy because of how remarkable sheep are. I think Jesus used this analogy because he knew that everyone who heard this at the time would be able to relate to what he said. And that is my prayer for us every single week, is that when we hear the text, that we would be able to connect our lives to it. I think the most important part of this analogy is not what it says about us, though, about the sheep. The most crucial part of this text is what it says about the shepherd. Listen again to what Jesus said about the shepherd. He says, the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. He goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. And then a little later, he says, they will come in and they will go out and find pasture. You see, the shepherd owns the sheep. The shepherd leads the sheep. The shepherd provides pasture for the sheep. You see, there's only one of those things that has to do with meeting the physical health of the sheep, providing the pasture for the sheep to graze and eat. But all those other things have to do with meeting the needs of our emotional and our spiritual health. The shepherd, Jesus, he wants our whole being to be healthy, physically, absolutely, but also our emotional and spiritual health. Being healthy does not mean just not getting a virus or recovering from a virus or having the antibodies to a virus. And especially in this time, when we have experienced isolation in new ways, being healthy means tending to our emotional and our spiritual needs. And to be healthy in these areas, we need to remember first 
whose we are. In 2004, Charlie and I were fortunate to take a trip to Ireland with my parents and some of my extended family. We drove through the western side of the country in an area called County Clare, and it is a gorgeous landscape. There are green, moss-covered hills, little villages with cobblestone streets, and everywhere you looked, drove, hiked, played golf, there were sheep. And I mean everywhere. So not only did I have to navigate driving on the left side of the road, I felt like I was in that game Crossy Road or Frogger where I was having to dodge the sheep because they just roamed and grazed all over. If they were in the middle of the road and wanted to take a break, well, they did. There was farm after farm. Some had a stone fence up to mark the boundary, but in general, the barriers were minimal. I couldn't tell the difference between farms and public or private land, and I'm pretty sure that we were on somebody's private property at some times. Although it seemed like the sheep were just wildly roaming, we noticed that each of them was spray painted with a symbol to indicate whose they were. We realized that as wandering and random as it appeared, they were actually grazing right where they were supposed to be, coming in and going out and finding pasture. What about us? Have you felt like you were wandering at random, treading the water of life, not really sure when solid ground will be found again? How easy is it to forget that we have a shepherd who knows us, claims us, and calls each of us by name? Being healthy means knowing whose we are. And y'all, we are not owned by this world. We are not defined by the college we went to or the college we will go to. We are not defined by the successes or the failures of our children or grandchildren. We are not defined by the number of macronutrients we eat or the numbers of likes that we get on an Instagram. We're not defined by the age by which we are able to retire or how successful our marriage is or isn't. No, friends. We are children of a God who defines us not by what we do or don't do, but simply by the fact that we were created in God's image. You see, God looks at each of us, and because of the good shepherd Jesus who laid down his life for us, God looks at us and says, you are mine. God knows our name. God gives us grace that does not have a cap, and he says, my love for you is so big, it cannot be contained. Being healthy means knowing whose we are, and being healthy means letting the shepherd lead. This isn't meant to restrict us. Sheep do not live like that. Sheep have so much freedom to graze and hang out with other sheep, to take naps wherever they want, and to play. But in order for the sheep to make sure that their needs are taken care of, they must follow the shepherd's lead. Jesus says, they will come in, they will go out, and they will find pasture. In our world of chaos, it sometimes feels impossible to let the shepherd lead my life. I want to take the reins. I want to figure out the solutions. I want to make a plan, create an agenda. But honestly, every time I try to do this, all it does is add stress and anxiety to my life, to my husband's life, and to my family's life. When I let go of the control and I trust God with my life, with my kids' lives, 
with the church's life, then I find myself free to come in and go out and find pasture. You see, God has the most amazing life for each of us, a healthy life that involves so much more than just how we are doing physically. And Jesus said, I have come that we might have life and have it abundantly. The word that Jesus uses there for abundant, it can be translated as over and above, supremely, extraordinary, exceedingly. The abundant life does not mean we get all of our prayers answered when we want them or that our children will not get sick or that viruses like COVID-19 won't happen. Abundant life is not even found in the number of possessions we have or the number of authentic relationships that one has. Abundant life is a life with meaning and purpose that all of us are desperately longing for and seek after. You see, Jesus the Good Shepherd says when we follow him, we are up for an extraordinary life because in all that you do and all that you are, you have purpose. Jesus truly has the best life ever, planned for every one of us. Gosh, I want to live into that. May it be so in my life and in yours. Amen.